Preach the word. Be ready in season and out of season. Convince, rebuke, exalt with all long suffering and teaching. 2 Timothy chapter 4 verse 2. Welcome to Destiny Encounter Moment with Bishop Patrick Morgan. This broadcast is brought to you by Destiny Temple of Adonai International Ministries, where we are committed to impacting our generation with the standards of Christ and influencing them to fulfill their full potential and destiny in Christ. Be inspired as you listen to the unadulterated Word of God. Now, today's message. Never go down in destiny. This morning, I want to be sharing with you briefly what I have entitled the prophet of thanksgiving. The prophet of thanksgiving. Psalm 92, verse 1 and 2. Please run with me very fast. Psalm 92, verse 1 and 2. It is a good thing to give thanks unto the Lord and to sing praises unto thy name, O Most High. To show forth thy loving kindness in the morning and thy faithfulness every night. So fundamentally, the psalmist is telling us that learning to pause and to thank God is a good thing. Can you imagine how you managed to live January, February, March, April, May, June? It wasn't by your strength. Others decided to go to Accra. They died on the motorway. Some ate at the trouble you ate. They died. Sicknesses came into people's lives. It destroyed others, but it didn't destroy you. Huh? Common headache killed some people. You survived it. It is a good thing. The problem with the body of Christ is that when we talk about thanksgiving, our heart goes first to money. So we are not able to appreciate this God well. In fact, even the money you have, he gave it to you. It is a good thing. Learning to thank God is a good thing. If you don't have the attitude of thanksgiving, then you don't deserve any other thing from God. You don't know how to stop. It is something that burdened me many years ago. God was dealing with me and showed me something. In fact, we were supposed to be doing Thanksgiving every month. But we stopped at quarter. He said every day, I qualify for my people to thank me. You, you know what it is to live another day? <laughs> Maybe you have not quantified and evaluated it too. You know what it means? To live another day, another day. So when I say at the end of every month, come and celebrate your birthday. You know what it means to be giving life for one year? People think it's about, it's not about money. It's about appreciating the goodness of God. And being thankful to God for his unending mercies in your life. Do you know the mess and the error you commit? But in the midst of it all, his mercy is kind towards you. And his grace is sufficient. When people have to stop to thank God, they go and do it money. It is heart before money. If the heart is not grateful, one city is too big for you. Instead of thanking God, you'll be thinking about Aglikaklo. But that Aglikaklo can bring you sickness and there'll be no money to take care of it in the hospital. But once you thank God, somebody can easily say, hey, come and take Aglikaklo for free. A Christian is walking by sight. Thanksgiving is an act of faith. There's a song they sing. You know, you know, when we are singing it, we are interested in the dancing. I'm interested in the words. Then I Masida. Many don't pause to reflect that you've come this far because of his grace. 
You've been held by God. Hallelujah. Sometimes check where you sleep. You're supposed to have malaria every second. To have it every day is an understatement. You must have it every second. No malaria drugs should cure your malaria. Because you sleep with the mosquitoes. The gutter in front of your house is a killer. But he kept you. Hallelujah. Next time we took an accident, the radiasi could have been you. Am I talking to a child of God? When people are living well, they forget. Even watch people. When it is well with them, their prayer changes. Their commitment to the things of God changes. Because they feel now the life they are living, they live by the faith of themselves. When Apostle Paul was saying, I live by the faith of the Son of God who loved me and gave himself for me. It gets to a point, people begin to hit their chest, see what I have done. That is an error. On your own, you can't accomplish anything. You are not the smartest person in your family, but you are the blessed person in your family because God decided to bless you. You are not the most educated, but you are the most helped by God. And that qualifies you to say thank you. When somebody stopped to say, I decided to help you, it is not about thanking the person alone. It's about remembering and thanking God every moment of your life. For it is not of man that will let her run it. But it is of God that she will mercy. It is God holding us. This thing I'm doing here, week by week, Sunday by Sunday, Wednesday by Wednesday, Friday by Friday, uh, it is purely the grace of God. Uh, it is not me doing anything for God. Uh, it is God helping me uh, so that he can bless me. Uh, he rewards the work of my hand. Uh, so he sees me working for him. Uh, then he rewards and blesses me. Uh. You see, God gives us something to do for him that he will look upon that thing to bless you. Never you ever feel and think you are doing something for God. Tell the person that you are too small to do anything for God. But it easily gets into man. I am doing something for God. I'm doing. No, 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 no. God is helping us. The gift he gave to you. The ability he gave to you. The strength he gave to you. What do you have that you do not receive? And if you receive, why do you boast? <laughs> so the life you have, you received it. The bread you have, you received it. The good health, you received it. The nice dress you are wearing, you received it. If you received it, why are you proud? Tell the person, you drop your shoulders. It is all about God. Hallelujah. So it is a good thing. Always remember when you have the opportunity and the privilege to pause, reflect, and thank Him. Uh, take it as a golden opportunity. Uh. Don't wait for achievement to thank Him. Uh. Once you have life, uh, once you have strength, you know what it is to have malaria? Do you know, do you know the thing they call malaria? You feel you are fine in the morning, in the evening, you are basa. The worst of all is that you can't eat. You sleep and it's as if you are dreaming. And at least if you dream and see angels ascending and descending, it's better. The dream is meaningless. You wake up, uh, 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 you know you are strong, but you are so weak. 
They put food before you. I won't eat. I won't eat. Small mosquito reduce you. Small mosquito just come around your house and reduces your life. It makes you know without God we can do nothing. Put your hands together give me some praise. Giving thanks to God, ladies and gentlemen, is not just a spiritual formality done to fulfill all righteousness, but it's a powerful spiritual action with proven impact and effect. When you learn to thank God, your life will have impact and effect. You know, anytime you take money to help people, they think you have money. It's always a sacrifice. It's always a denying of yourself for somebody to also want, have a smile on his or her face. Helping people is not a function of the presence of money. Every time I've had to help somebody, I've had to deny myself of something so that somebody can just be what? Smiling. In the same way, thanking God has impact and effect in your life. So if for nothing, there's profit in thanking him. Thanksgiving is not something you do as part of politeness or good character. It is beyond that. Thanksgiving is a profit-filled, goodness-filled, spiritual virtue with tangible physical evidence. You know, normally, you do things for people and they want to call you to say thank you. They are trying to be polite. Thanksgiving is more than that. It's more than that. That's what I've stated here. Thanksgiving is not something you do as part of politeness or good character. It is beyond that. It is profit-filled. It is goodness-filled. Spiritual virtue with tangible physical dividends. When you understand thanksgiving and you do thanksgiving the way it has to be done, it is profit-filled. It is goodness-filled. That's why I said it's a good thing to give thanks. So it means that when you are giving thanks, it is full of goodness. So stop living in the arena. Then people say, have you thanked him? No. Come on, come on, come on. Come on, go and thank him. No, no, no. You don't even understand the ramifications of thanksgiving. When you don't learn to thank, it's a sign you take things for granted. You know, beyond character and being polite, you're a person who takes things for what? Granted. And once you take things for granted, you don't qualify for another help. The help you receive from people, it is not a right. It is a privilege. The life we live is not a right. It is a privilege to be called the sons and daughters of the Most High God. So we are grateful to God every day. When you see things as a right, you think you deserve it. You don't deserve life. He gave you life. You don't deserve good health. He allowed you to live in good health. Hallelujah. That is why we are always grateful to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. No one has prayed well until you have thanked well. My bumpai sami wushi deradiasi. Because prayer goes together with thanksgiving. You have not prayed well until you learn to thank well. Now I have about eight profits of thanksgiving. I may give about four or five and then we stop. I want to stay within time. Hallelujah. Profit of thanksgiving. You know what it means to come to church Sunday by Sunday and your pastor has something to teach you? It's a good thing to give thanks unto God. Got to be grateful to God. Hallelujah. That your father always has 
fresh bread to feed you. That is what you appreciate in the man of God. Hallelujah. It's not about he gave me money, he didn't give you money, he, he, he took this one to school, he didn't take this one to school. Do I look like Cambridge University? Do I look at scholarship secretariat of Ghana? No. But it's a wrong concept. So instead of people appreciating who you are and what you offer, they misconstrue who you are. My job is to sit before God, receive bread, make sure it is properly baked, and I come and serve you. I am the perpetual waiter on God. Receiving, serving, receiving, serving, receiving, serving. Yours is to enjoy the meal. Some of the meal will be a facedro. That's to clean some things from your system. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The first prophet of Thanksgiving is that Thanksgiving is a tool of deliverance against the day of trouble. <laughs> It's a tool of deliverance against the day of trouble. When you learn to thank God, your day of trouble will remain forever postponed. It's a tool of deliverance against the day of trouble. When you learn to thank God and appreciate God for the gift of life, for who he is in your life, every scheme of the enemy remains perpetually in abeyance. Thanksgiving. It goes beyond dance, you know. It's a heart attitude that we have towards this God. It's we looking to God and say, we don't take you for granted. The things you do in our life. We don't take it for granted. God be grateful to God. Hallelujah. You know the reason why you have mosquitoes? Your net is torn. Instead of taking 10 cities to change your net, you are remembering Kinky and Shito. When there is heat in your room, you open the trap door and you sit there, forgetting that mosquitoes will enter. So there's something worth missing. It's called wisdom. Wisdom is missing. So you are thinking of fresh air, forgetting that mosquitoes will enter. And then mosquitoes enter, they bite you, you get malaria. You got to be grateful that in the midst of my foolishness, you kept me. And you're riding the money, malaria. It's somebody here with me. Psalm 50 verse 14 and 15. Psalm 50 verse 14 and 15. Offer unto God thanksgiving and pay thy vows unto the Most High and call upon him in the day of trouble. So, you don't just read verse 15. You read verse 14 and do it. Give me 14 again, please. Offer unto God word thanksgiving. And pay your vows, your pledge. Pay it. <laughs> so you see, there are some reasons why the enemy is still attacking. They don't know how to thank God. They don't know how to fulfill their vows. They don't know. Vows goes even beyond money. You said you'll be faithful. Are you faithful? It's a vow. What you say with your mouth is a vow. Pay your vows unto the most high. Call upon him in the day of trouble. I will deliver you and thou shalt glorify me. But I start with thanksgiving. That's why I said thanksgiving is a tool of deliverance against the day of trouble. If you don't know how to be thanking God, being grateful to God in the day of trouble, you'll be found wanting, you'll be alone. 
See, if in your life you are not grateful to people uh, and you wait till you are in a situation uh, before you remember your friends, uh, you'll be alone. You'll be alone. You got to learn to connect. You got to learn to relate. You got to learn to be thankful. You see, you may meet people and not value them. Wait till you are in trouble. You just wait. Hallelujah. You see, trouble also don't announce. That's what you don't know. But you see, God in this wisdom allows people to go through things so that when you are in trouble, uh, they become your stay and your rock. But if you are not grateful and you are not appreciative uh, of the people you have in your life, uh, one day you'll be a loner. You found one thing. If you remember people only when you are in need, you are not a grateful person. You are not a grateful person. So thanksgiving is a tool of deliverance against the day of trouble. Your thanksgiving to God today qualifies you for divine intervention tomorrow. Because you are thanking God today, thanking him. It's qualifying you for trouble, deliverance from trouble tomorrow. It's only God who knows what will happen tomorrow. You have no idea, I don't have an idea. But once you are strongly and graciously thanking him uh, and being grateful to God, uh, you wake up in the morning, uh, I yin out this sorry, uh, you are full of thanksgiving, not complain. Not offense, not anger. It's a tool of deliverance against the day of trouble. You wake up in the morning, Father, I thank you for my family. I thank you for my wife. I thank you for my children. I honor you for the gift you have given to me. Tell somebody God will learn to be thankful. The memory never sees God at work in their life. You always your memory, you are complaining, your memory, you are complaining. They don't see the hand of God in their life. Any situation that comes my way in life, in ministry, I'm thankful. I'm thankful. I don't know how to stop to complain. I don't know how to stop to remember. I find room and space to focus on what he wants me to do and I keep what doing it. The memory never sees the hand of God in their life. Stop memorying. Start thanking God. Number two, thanksgiving pleases God and guarantees life. Thanksgiving does what? Pleases God and guarantees life. Psalm 69, verse 30 and 32, please. Psalm 69, 30 and 32. I will praise the name of God with a song and will magnify him with thanksgiving. This also shall please the Lord better than an ox or bullock that has horns and hoof. 32. The humble shall see this and be glad and your heart shall leave that seek God. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving pleases God and guarantees your life. God will learn to thank you. You can touch everybody. But be careful of somebody who is a thanksgiver. Who knows how to lay sacrifice on the altar? Who knows how to call upon God? Who diagra? You know, be a sacrifice. It's not everybody they touch, it's not everybody they fight. Hallelujah. 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 So thanksgiving pleases God. When something pleases God, you got to do it. If something will guarantee your life, you got to do it. Because apart from life, what else do you have? Nothing. 
So what guarantees your life, you're going to do it to ensure that your life remains what? Intact. When you're thanking him, you're bringing him pleasure. And you're securing your life. When you give God thanks, you're giving him pleasure. And if God is pleased with your life, it doesn't matter who is displeased with you. It is of no consequence. That is why I live an excited life. That's why I don't stop to count who is an enemy. Because an enemy of me has problem with God. If a man's ways pleases God, then he maketh his enemies. God finds a way to deal with your enemies and beat them down. There are battles you are not supposed to fight if you know thanksgiving. There are situations you are not supposed to handle. Heaven will handle it for you. There are things once everybody is worried that God gives you peace because that worry will give you BP. That BP may take away your life. But it gives you peace and assurance. One of the things that saddens me, you see believers living a very saddest life. They are always sad. They are always down. They are always worried. They are concerned. When I look, I say, you are not a believer. No, you are not a believer. A believer cannot always be sad. No, you can have challenges. But I said, the joy of the Lord is your strength. So you lose your joy, you lose your strength. You lose your strength, you can't win. And people don't know it's a strategy of the enemy uh, to weaken you uh, and to take you away from battle. Uh, it's to take your joy. When I see people walk in the house of God and they are down, they behave like loners. I'm alone. I say, are you a believer? Because when you do that, you set traps, people must come. You too must go. Hallelujah. And when we get there, our life doesn't please God. And once our life doesn't please God, anything can come at us and against us. And sometimes our life moves from bad to worse. And it is not because you are not a Christian. It's because your life is not pleasing God. A man's ways must please God. Then God will handle your enemies. God didn't call you to handle the enemy. He want to handle them for you. By your ways. Or say, what crying? When dear, near Wujin, near Kosu Wakumemu, one number two, or say, say, Radin. That's okay. A man's ways. A man's ways is not only one thing, it's a combination, it's a combo. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Stop worrying about your enemies. Focus on pleasing God. Stop seeing the devil in every corner. Start seeing God in every situation. When things are not working, it's the devil. Who allowed the devil? You. He said, give no place to the devil. So who is giving you place? You. If you know how to give God thanks, the devil may hate you, but he cannot cut you off before your time. Because already we see we are ready. They are not time for the time. But he cannot cut you off before your time. Hallelujah. So thanksgiving what pleases God and guarantees your life. Number three. Thanksgiving establishes people in the presence of the Lord. And I love this one. Thanksgiving establishes people in the presence of the Lord. Psalm 100 verse 4. Enter into his gate with thanksgiving. And into his court with praise. Be thankful unto him and bless his name. Be 
thankful unto him and bless his name. Thanksgiving establishes us in the presence of the Lord. Look at Psalm 95 verse 2. We read it earlier. Let us come before his presence with what? Thanksgiving. So when you are in his presence, what do you bring? Thanksgiving. Not quietness. Let us come before his presence with thanksgiving and make a joyful noise unto him with songs. That's Psalms. Thanksgiving establishes people in the presence of God. Every thanksgiver is a divine presence career. You can, unless you don't understand thanksgiving. And you know how to thank God. You are carrying the presence of God. And you can't carry the presence of God and carry trouble. The two of them cannot stay in the same house. No. Hallelujah. Demonic presence cannot stay with you. So you see, there are people who are afflicted by the devil every day of their life. You know the reason why? The presence of God is not there. And one of the things that guarantees and establishes the presence of God is what? Thanksgiving. Come before his presence with thanksgiving. Anytime you are doing thanksgiving, I realize that you are where? In his presence. And it is not only in his church. Right in your house, in your single room, in the washroom. Anytime thanksgiving is there, you are creating the presence of God. And once you create the presence of God, you carry the presence of God. You carry the presence of God. Demons cannot come upon your life. Hallelujah. See, there was a reason when Saul was having his challenges. An evil spirit is an evil spirit from the presence of the Lord. No. Evil spirit cannot come from the presence of the Lord. It's a wrong translation. Hallelujah. Because the hand of God has lifted off King Saul. The devil can have a few days in his life. And therefore, he called for a minstrel. And David came with psalms and singing. And the presence of God came. And evil spirit left. When you were a believer. That's why when I look at people who are into singing, music, that, that, that. Your life should be fine. Yo. <laughs> if it's not fine, we should question you. <laughs> you have been molested by the devil. Molested by, molested by the devil. It's not because you're a singer. It's because you don't know how to convey and carry his presence. It's either you're doing it for show for light, so people will know you, clap for you, and call you names. If it's that one, you have your reward already. But if it's about carrying the presence of God, then the presence of God will bring you things. Because in his presence is favor. So when you're carrying his presence, favor is upon your life. And once favor is upon your life, when people see you, they will like you. Christianity must have a real meaning. It's not this fluke Facial, faking, pretending. No, Christianity is real. If you say God is with you, we must see it in your life. Hallelujah. Is somebody hearing me? At my level, I cannot be down. The devil will try, but I cannot be down. Situations will arise, I cannot be down. Because I carry the presence of God. Uh, and so the rest is saw the presence of the of God. And it what? It fled. Why are problems tackling you? And they are standing toe to toe with you. The devil will want to answer. But the devil has no solution for the presence of God. Christianity is not a pretense. It's a reality. If he's there, we know. If you fake it also, we will know. Be a believer. Believe in the word of the Lord. Live in the context of the word. Act on his word. If they say thanksgiving is all about you, you are dancing unto the Lord. Forget about yourself and dance unto the Lord. A 
everything you have to come on you you move go ahead, go ahead, dance. you don't even understand the essence of thanksgiving now so somebody has to force you to dance once you don't know the thing, you will not do it. Uh, and once you do it your way, you'll be like a king, uh, offering your own sacrifice. God will not be pleased. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. The presence of God is the secret of rest. You want to have a rest in life? Get the presence of God. Thanksgiving ushers you into rest. That God's presence brings. Look at Exodus 33, 14. When you learn to thank him, it ushers you into rest. And this rest is by reason of the presence of God. And he said, my presence shall go with thee. <laughs> and I'll give thee rest. Thanksgiving brings you into the presence of God. When his presence is there, there'll be what? Rest. So when there's no thanksgiving, presence is missing. When the presence of God is missing, rest is what? Missing. And once rest is missing, your life will be confused. Nothing works. Nothing works. And your things are not going well. Get his presence and you have rest. Moses knew something. He said, if your presence will not go with us, we are not going. Until God said, my presence will go with you and I will give you rest. And earlier we read, come into his word, presence with word, thanksgiving. So one way we establish divine presence around our life is learning to do what? To thank him. Thanksgiving establishes the presence of God and the presence of God guarantees what? Rest. If there's no rest in your life, find out where is the presence of God. And find out what am I doing? Am I thanking him and thanking him well? Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Lastly, today, I'll stop on this one. Thanksgiving is cure for dryness. It's a cure for what? Dryness. And a key to flourishing in life. If you realize your, your life is dry, nothing is working, get into attitude of thanksgiving. It's a cure for dryness and it's a key to a flourishing life. Abraboa, I am from from no, I am here, and in that same day, I am the problem. It's a cure to dryness. Maybe you don't understand spiritual dryness. Spiritual dryness, nothing works. You go to work, you come. It doesn't balance. You take a pay. It is not a pay. It doesn't balance. It's everywhere is dry. The atmosphere around you is dry. You must go and find out. You are the cause. You have entertained too much demonic things. It can be evil speaking. It can be gossiping. It can be lying, it can be bitterness, it can be jealousy, it can be envy, it can be all those little sins of the spirit. You don't do sins of the flesh or you don't fornicate, you don't commit adultery, no. But you, you engage in the things of what? The sins of the spirit. You are envious, you are bitter, there's offense in your heart, all those things are there. You lie, your atmosphere will dry up. Because God cannot stay in this atmosphere. Instead of repenting, you are what? Angry. No. Wrong atmosphere. The body of Christ has become, I am always right. When you are completely out of line. We don't understand the virtues of repentance. We don't. We think repentance is when we got born again, finish. But as long as you are out of line of the will of God, God will be repenting. Hallelujah. Anything you choose by the self is sin. Anything, any decision you make out of the flesh, it is sin. We must be in the will of God. So, but the flesh doesn't want to do the will of God because the will of God counts at a price. 
So it's easy to choose the more comfortable one. This one shoots my flesh. And it makes me feel comfortable and okay. Hallelujah. Thanksgiving is cure for dryness and key to flourishing in life. Psalm 51 verse 3. For I acknowledge my transgression and my sin is ever before me. He said, I accept I am wrong because I see my sin before me. He said, I don't pretend about it. Hallelujah. Dryness is a function of sin. And when you don't know when you are wrong, you will dwell in a dry land. He said, the rebellious dwells where? In a dry land. Any act of rebellion moves you toward a dry land. The other day a scripture came into my spirit and I was sharing something. Man that is in honor and understandeth it not is like a beast. I'm sure Psalm 49, verse 20 or something. A man that is in honor and does not understand is like a beast. <laughs> when you are carrying honor, and you don't know you are carrying honor. You are like an animal. Okay, good. Man that is in honor and understandeth not is like the beast that perish. People are suffering for nothing. When you are carrying honor, know you are carrying honor and live according to the honor you are carrying. And then that the devil rebukes you toward a beast and finish you. When you carry honor, I'm a man of honor. By virtue of my role. The choir leader is a person of honor. When you don't understand the honor, you behave like an animal. A man that is in honor and does not understand the honor he's carrying, you are like a beast. Need you to you. When you live below your level, demons will finish you. Your security is in being at where God has ordained for you to be. That's why in life, demotion can open you up for attack. Unless repentance follows. There's too much pride and arrogance in the body of Christ. Because there's absence of the truth of God's word. So people who are carrying honor are living like what? People without honor. Because they lack understanding and knowledge. So instead of our life bringing thanks to God. Unconsciously. Our life is bringing shame to God. Until God opens your eyes, you don't know that your life is bringing him shame. You don't know. You don't know. It is only when everything has come to an end that you realize that your life brought him shame. Hallelujah. Wherever you are and whoever you are, there's an honor attached to your life. You got to understand it. See, the privilege of holding a microphone and leading in songs uh, is an honor. When you don't understand that privilege, uh, you'll be like a beast. That will perish. Tell the person, you know the honor you carry. Like you are in a family, you are the firstborn. Much is expected of you. You must know the honor that is accorded the firstborn. If you're a husband, you must know the honor of what it means to be a, a husband. If you understand that honor, you will be destroyed. Every dimension of life, God places honor. That's why when it comes to the ministry, he said, no man take this honor upon himself. It is God who puts honor. So when there's honor upon your life, you don't dishonor yourself. No man takes this honor. That said, you count me of double honor. 
I understand my place of honor. So I don't perish like a beast. Hallelujah. You got to take life serious. Take destiny serious. Take the race of life serious. It is not about you. It's about God. When you make things to be about you, you perish and not know you are perishing. Hallelujah. John chapter 6 verse 11 to 13, my final scripture. Thanksgiving is a cure for dryness and key to flourishing in life. And Jesus took the loaves. When he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples and the disciples to them that were set down. You see the order? Jesus could have given... I wish I was doing a leadership meeting. Jesus didn't go giving it to them. He gave it to the disciples. The disciples gave it to them. It means they know how to receive from Jesus and they know how to pass it down. Jesus did not leave the disciples. That's why he had trained the disciples. He had worked on them. So he passed over things to them and they passed it over to the multitude. Jesus never dealt with the multitude. He dealt with the disciples. He always was working on the twelve. And the twelve was working on what? The multitude. When he had given thanks, he distributed to the disciples. And the disciples to them that were set down. And likewise of the fishes as much as they would. Next verse please. When they were filled, he said unto his disciples. See, instruction always comes to the disciples. It's always. When you're a disciple, you're tired of hearing. You have a problem. The instructions doesn't go to the jail. It's coming to the disciples. It's coming to the disciples. It's always. He said unto his disciples, gather up the fragment that remain, that nothing be lost. Last verse. Therefore they gathered them together and filled twelve baskets with a fragment of the five barley loaves, and which remained over and above unto them that had eaten. There was dryness. Great multitude, no food. The multitude was massive. It's a mystery in kingdom leadership. Sometimes the assignment is heavier. Father, I don't know what to do. Help me. I'm going to show you what to do. And then that you move into the arena of memory and complaining. And you will lose grace. Every assignment is doable. But it is connectivity to the grace of God. If you don't know what to do, Father, I thank you. you have been, I've been given this assignment. I give you the glory. You are to work in me both to will and to do of your good pleasure. Order myself. Show me the way. Give me the wisdom to handle this in the mighty name of the Lord Jesus. If you are me. That's how we handle the things of the Spirit. We don't handle the things of the Spirit with talking, talking, talking. Talking, complaining. No, we don't handle spiritual things that way. If you handle spiritual things that way, you always exist in dryness. Can you imagine when Jesus told them, they tell them to sit down in their company? There were things running through the mind of Peter and Co. Because already they have said, where will we get food to feed all these people? You are not in charge. Are you getting me? You flow with Jesus. Jesus is the Lord of the church. So we flow together with him. It is not the complaining and the memory now. We flow together with Jesus. We agree with Jesus. Jesus said, let them sit in their company. And they say, sit down. Sit down. Group. Gather yourself in your house fellowship. Quickly, quickly, quickly do it fast. Jesus took the thing. Say, Father, I thank you that you always hear me. Then you'll be there. I thought you prayed some proper prayer. Do you know proper prayer? You can only say this when you're the one answering prayer. You see, in the church of God, let's be careful, oh. We have issues with everything. We question everything. We argue about everything. We, we, we disagree with everything. And we get into error. Then Jesus broke the bread. He gave it to Peter. 
Peter was to break. Yours was to break. And so, and your problem. And your problem is all your problem. Me say, and so, and your problem. They say, G, Bubuma. You receive it in faith. And you act in faith. Memory and complaining are not acts of faith. They don't exude out of thanksgiving. When every time there's a complainer, it means the person lacks faith. He started sharing. Everybody ate. This thing started with where do we get money? Please, it's just not about your pocket. You know, sometimes you ask people to do things, you think it's about their pocket. It's not your pocket. It's about your faith in God. It's about what God is able to do in and through your life. It's about you being available and God working through you. That's all. There are things I get done. It's not the presence of money. It's like, Lord, I am here. And I take the step of faith. As then last year, they call me from uh, 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 virtual. And they say, I'm looking for this one, 12 inches. They say they ran short. And then they called me last week. So for Adeni Biabo. We'll be sending you the price very soon. I say, send me. I'm not holding money. I say, send me. I've seen them post it on their website. I don't know whether it's that one. And they took 12,000 pay. 12,000. Hallelujah. But if I want to get it, I'll get it. I've not decided to get it now. But if I make up my mind to get it, God will bring money. Do you know how we build this one? God. Do you know how we got all these nice shares? God. You think I'm going to limit God when I've seen what God is able to do? You, you don't know how to clap well for God. Because once you talk about money, uh, you start worrying about your pocket. Uh. But since you started giving to God, have you lacked? No. You have not lacked. And you shall not lack. I was talking to somebody here, uh, and I said, you don't know something about God. Uh. There's something about God. Uh. Before he blesses you, uh, he comes around town uh, to check the state of your heart. Uh. Whether you are priding yourself uh, in what you have, uh, or you are ready to give him uh, what you have. Uh. Peter had told all night. Uh, he caught nothing. Uh. Jesus showed up. Uh. He was not ready for sympathy. Uh. Church life is not about sympathy. Uh. It's about divine destruction. Uh. He had told all night and caught nothing. Uh. It was not about robbing back. And yes, those of you who do sympathy in this church, be careful. You are destroying people's life. And those of you who allow people to come and sympathize with you, they are killing your faith in God. The man has caught nothing, taught all night. You, you know, you know the fishing, uh, what the premise, Asa. That time they were using orange. Asa. His net was full of what? Death. Work has come, no food. Then Jesus came. He didn't say, How are you? Is everything fine with you? Then today, Christian, he didn't even ask me good morning. He didn't find out whether I've eaten already. When they are activating faith, you are talking flesh. That's why we don't respond to things. That's why we don't get some results. When Jesus came, what did he say? Push your boat inside. I want to use the boat. When you read it, Luke chapter 5. He said, trash your boat in a little. I want to sit inside and preach. I said, let's go for another evangelism. Papa, ah, what is wrong with you? Don't you know I've not eaten? Why you were here and I was saying, I've not eaten since yesterday. I said, let's go for another evangelism. I mean, I mean, I now we your mommy. That's I, I, I can't hire anybody here. Did I bring you to ministry? I can't bring you. You were here. You said you are called, and I gave you the right hand of fellowship. I didn't call you from where you are coming and do ministry. I didn't. Papa didn't bring me to ministry. The call of God was upon me. He gave me the honor, and released me, and ordained me, and He has consecrated me. I am privileged. So I don't complain to you. So he said, bring your net out. Bring your boat out. Let me use it. He brought the boat out. Jesus starts. He said, today, 
The wages of sin is death. Peter did the wages. If you don't repent, repent and cheer. <laughs> you know, when you think the flesh, you respond the flesh. God always tries what you say you believe. He doesn't give you what you believe until he has tried what you believe. That's where we fail. Anything you say you believe, you talk about it, you preach about it, uh, get ready, you'll be tested. I've been preaching for the last 20 years. Uh, I've been tested many ways. After Peter had pushed his boat out, Jesus has finished preaching. He said, now, cast He's trying to say, will you learn to obey me? Will you learn when we walk with the Lord in the light of his word? Will you learn to obey me regardless of how you are feeling now? Because what Peter was feeling was bad. Third all night and caught nothing. It was a bad feeling. And you need a good God to respond to your feelings. But hear me. God does not respond to feelings. He responds to our faith. If you didn't hear anything, go home with this. God does not respond to our feelings. He responds to our faith. After that, he gave an instruction. Cast your net to the right side. That's it. I didn't mean if you're First one, okay, she bought a kayanuemi. No, can preach. Oh, preach it. Let me go. Now you are saying that the net, me and experienced fisherman, stop using your head, your reasoning. It's limiting God in your life. Everything you use your reasoning, reasoning, you are limiting God in your life. Why didn't they say it this way? Why didn't they ask you to do it this way? But, but Jesus, if he lost me, he should have just gathered the fish. Since when did you see God doing things for people? God doesn't do things for people. God gives us instructions and when we receive it by faith, then we see his response. When he had this done, now real war, Edani Enuji. I'm pretty sure somewhere along the line, Peter may have said, thank you. Thank you. Thank you for giving me this instruction. It was hard, but thank you. You got to learn to have an attitude of thanksgiving. I'll stop here for the sake of time. Hallelujah. That it is a cure to dryness. Nothing is working in your life. Nothing is working around your life. Don't waste it by memory and complaining. No, you cure it by thanksgiving. Thanksgiving is a right attitude. It is a good thing to give thanks unto God. So anytime you are in Thanksgiving, you are doing something what? Good. No condition should make you go on a bad tangent. Regardless of what, you got to learn to thank him. Today we have gathered here to honor our God and to thank him for his goodness in the last three months. Hallelujah. I couldn't have watched over you, but for his grace. The prayers we prayed here, he heard, he secured us. I never sat home and any evil report came that someone was in a very bad critical situation. If there was a child, then it was minor, but each one he came through for each one of you. Whether it's sickness, whether it's a job issue, he came through. He came through. And he will, he will keep coming word through. I came to thank him. Let's rise on your feet with me, precious one. Mm, I don't want to leave your presence just as I came. I don't want to leave your presence just as I came. 